Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 with Harvey Norman. Now, you probably recognise our next guest from maybe a TV bulletin on Virgin Media, television, or indeed his uh, growing journalistic prominence on Twitter. But the reason he's chatting to us is he's written a fascinating new book called A State of Emergency. Um, and it was a, a big effort, I tell you, to get it out as quickly as he has, because to some extent we're still in the state of emergency um, when it comes to Ireland's fight against COVID. And Richard Chambers is on the line right now. Good morning to you, Richard. Joe, how are you doing? Good. No, I'm, I'm going to start mainly because I found it funny um, with Minister Stephen Donnelly last night on primetime. There I am minding my own business and uh, next thing he's asked about this book and uh, he, well, they're saying, I think on social media, he threw shade at you, whatever that is. Um, Richard's book, I haven't read it. I won't be reading it. Um, now, you'll probably put that in the cover, won't you? Because if you're upsetting the Minister for Health, you probably did something right. Well, uh, it was a surprise to me um, uh, how the Minister took took that question on. I mean... Uh, he did say that uh, he hadn't been approached for an interview or comment on some of the things people in the health service had talked about. I did approach him and his um, advisor uh, multiple times for follow-up interviews. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to see. And I, I suppose it is great that the book is sort of making the waves that it is because it is a good time, I suppose, to reflect on the management of the pandemic and sort of the role of, of NEFID and government in how it's been managed to this, to this point. Yeah. Uh, The thing I think that obviously he's prickly about is the fact that uh, some of the people that you spoke to, and clearly a lot of them would have done that anonymously, they'd never have spoken to you in the first place if they hadn't, were suggesting that the Taoiseach had at one point lost confidence uh, in Stephen Donnelly as Minister for Health. Yeah, and I actually, I I mean, that that was was kind of Miriam O'Callaghan's interpretation of it. I I wouldn't have put it like that quite, quite myself, really. But there was from speaking to sources in NEFET at a very senior level, as well as in the HSE and around government, uh, there was an element of dissatisfaction with how the Minister for Health was handling things. Uh, there was a more hands-on approach for the Department of the Taoiseach. Michal Martin uh, would contact Tony Houlihan, for example, and Paul Reid of the HSE himself. He would get information firsthand. Uh, we might have seen this, for example, uh, last October, over a year ago now, uh, when there was that big blow-up row about the uh, recommendation to go to level five restrictions uh, in October, uh, and the handling of that by the Minister for Health uh, was very much uh, quite a, a, a real flashpoint in, in that uh, Tony Houlihan was being urged by people around Neffet to skip the Health Minister, bring it directly to Michal Martin, and effectively this was uh, a real sort of fall-down moment in the relationship between government and NEFET, which really didn't get repaired until earlier on this year. Yeah. Now, you've dedicated a chapter to the work done here by the Department of Public Health in the Midwest in an office right beside us, actually, here at Live 95. Um, And you talk to people that I certainly chatted to a lot during the pandemic on this show, you know, the likes of Dr. Rose Fitzgerald, for example, which you give an amazing insight in these interviews as to how difficult it was and how massive the task was. I thought I understood it, but clearly not. It's an extraordinary job, the, the guys that you talk about there, May Mannix, Rose Fitzgerald, uh, Marie Casey, and all of the guys there in the Department of Public Health in the Midwest do. 
what they do effectively is, you know, they have this helicopter view on the, on the region in the Midwest and they try and look after absolutely every single one of the people who live there. They've had enormously difficult times, you know, looking back to the start of the pandemic when the nursing homes were so badly hit, they were having to help out there and how you manage these outbreaks, and meat plants as well, and going all the way through until now, they're still extraordinarily busy, but they've been such great advocates as well in Aside from doing the really important job of keeping people safe, they're extraordinary advocates for doing the right thing. They've, you know, it, it was I, I was actually inspiring to get the opportunity to go into the office there, uh, right beside you, as you say, and, and sort of see them in action because what they went through was extraordinarily difficult. I, I think I'll remember forever, uh, Joe, the story they told me about last Christmas Eve. Uh, when effectively they had the whiteboard at the front of the office in their open plan office and they were just looking at effectively the third wave unfold right before their very eyes as they heard of more outbreaks, for example, in nursing homes and just seeing the scale of this happening. And they knew that this was coming as well. It, it is, I am blown away by their commitment, the hours they've had to work, just just their extraordinary dedication to try and helping people around Limerick and, and the region through it. Yeah, um, we're chatting to journalist Richard Chambers about his book, A State of Emergency, and Dr. Rose Fitzgerald saying to you, for example, that they just had staff quitting on the spot because of how awful this all was. Yeah, that was a situation they'd seen in, 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 in some nursing homes where uh, some of the staff, because of the scale of the outbreak and just the, the, the horrendous nature of the scenes that were unfolding there, which, of course, Nobody, nobody who works in a nursing home, you know, trains for a situation where there's a pandemic like this. This isn't why people go into these care jobs. But people were walking off in whatever number of uh, the job and just not coming back. There was an outbreak, which is an extraordinarily difficult thing for, for, for these medics who are so dedicated to see happen. Because they were so worried about the, the residents, people who were living in nursing homes. and They just wanted to make sure that everybody was safe. So a difficult thing for them to have to witness and deal with. Yeah, and Dr. Rose Fitzgerald saying that she herself would wake up in the middle of the night worrying about outbreaks. Yeah, I think this is something as well. You, you, you hear that as well from May Mannix and uh, Dr. Marie Casey as well, is that they, they would, this is a 24-hour job. This is, there's no off time from it. Like, particularly at the start when, you know, testing was managed through the public health teams, they'd get calls in the middle of the night saying, can you arrange for a test here? We need this, uh, uh, X person needs to be tested. I, I have no idea how they've managed to keep going and do their jobs as well as they have been doing throughout it, but it just speaks volumes about the dedication, the extraordinary resilience and stamina of our public health yeah. uh, specialists and doctors all the way through it. And, and I, I, they would all point as well, Joe, just to, to, to the, the leadership shown by May Mannix throughout this, uh, just looking after them, making sure that they were getting through it and that they were, you know, that they, they felt that they could have somebody who understood exactly what they were going through, which is so important, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dr... Um Marie Casey telling you the story about the total of deaths they had on a board? Yeah, this is the whiteboard I, I, I mentioned to you there, basically, where they were just seeing at the start of the third wave around Christmas time, just the volume of new cases that were happening, the outbreaks in nursing homes, and there was a running total of the number of outbreaks as well as, sadly, the number of deaths as well. Um, and at some point, a decision was made that they weren't going to put the deaths up on the board anymore partly because either they had no room or just partly because it just wasn't good for them just to see what was happening there in, in, in that sort of setting, that open plan sort of office setting. Um, but this is what they've had to deal with. I think it was important to sort of chronicle that work because there is so much of the focus on the pandemic, both in media as well as politically, uh, which has almost ignored or sort of written out 
the public health doctor's experience, which is, you know, crucial to the to the whole running of it. It's actually something, it is actually a major uh, crunch point or a, a clash point between NEFID and the HSE, for example. There are people high up in NEFID who think that the regional public health teams should have been given more scope to make decisions themselves and to try and, you know, set their own agendas and targets and sort of really ear to the ground. They know their own community. So letting them run the show might have done something different in terms of how this was all run. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Casey talking about, you know, how close in nursing homes they were to getting people vaccinated and then there were outbreaks and um, she, she said to you, you know, sometimes that she'd see a case and she'd just look up their death notice just to see a picture of them, just to know them, to feel that bit of um, connection. I mean, it, it is amazing some of the things um, that uh, are mentioned in your book, um, State of Emergency. It, is part of your hope here that, I mean, do you want people to understand or do you think they don't quite get how close we got to it mm. being even worse? Yeah, I think that's important. I think we all, it is really important that everybody understands firstly what happened in the room where the decisions were made which governed the restrictions which has dominated all of our lives for the last two years. It's important, I think, as well that we begin to sort of unpack what happened, how close we were to the edge. Like I tell the story in the book about uh, the extraordinary people who work in um, the procurement team of the HSE at the very start when they were scrambling and fighting over PPE and there was countries, you know, effectively piracy, as how Paul Reid describes it, uh, stealing PPE off each other. Basically, they were waiting on the tarmac at Dublin Airport and they had an order drafted for how they'd have to have the supply of PPE, gowns and masks to hospitals if they didn't get this, uh, if, it, if this didn't arrive on time. So, I mean, we were so close to a very desperate situation. There are people on Neffet who told me about how they were looking at um, the ICU number, the number of people being cared and cared for in critical care units, that tick upwards and upwards and not knowing when it was going to stop. That is a very frightening thing. One thing as well, Joe, is that the, the role of chance in all of this. Uh, there are some people who will tell me who would, would, would have told me that we were very, very lucky that we didn't have a situation comparable uh, to Italy, for example, northern Italy like Bergamo or in the United States or even in London, as we saw, at various stages during the pandemic, that we were very close, that a few more things going wrong or a delay in putting in restrictions at certain times may have sent us into a completely different level of catastrophe altogether. Yeah. Um, And then we're hearing, obviously, that at three o'clock today, there is going to be an effort briefing. Uh, Dr. Tony Holohan, Professor Philip Nolan, Professor Martin Cormican, Dr. Killian de Gascoon will all be in attendance what do you think that means? Well, I think that it is interesting that we are almost at a point where there was a real rolling back of Neffet media appearances that they wouldn't do one for, you know, it was, it was a matter of weeks before we saw, you know, between one and the other. And now I think we're back to a point where we're going to see over the coming weeks more uh, media appearances by Neffet. So this is going to be, uh, in a way, another one of those standard briefings, but it comes at a time of great urgency. And there has been speculation People might have seen primetime or read the newspapers this morning about whether or not there will be more restrictions. The government's keen uh, that there wouldn't be at this point. Uh, but there isn't an extraordinary amount of concern about where we're heading in terms of case numbers, the admissions to hospital. Um, so I think that this is an opportunity, I think, which as Neffet would see it, uh, to really hammer home that it's important that people stick to the to the key guidelines in terms of you know social distancing and um, if they have symptoms, not to turn up and work. This is something which they're particularly concerned about at the moment is that you are seeing people who 
might have taken a negative antigen test and might have symptoms still and just saying, well, I'm, I'm okay, I'm vaccinated so I can go about doing my business. They're just really urging caution that this is too serious at this point. We've gone through too much for people to be uh, in a position where they are uh, taking risks at this point. All right. Well, listen, fair play to you, Richard Chambers, a state of emergency uh, to get the book done and get it out there and give people an understanding of it almost in real time, because as we've just said, this is still going on and it feels like we're in for a bumpy winter um, ahead. Uh, and uh, thanks to for um, highlighting uh, the work here in Limerick. And, and I have to say all of the people that you mentioned uh, made themselves regularly available to us yeah. here on the show in the heart of it all, trying to uh, keep local listeners um, up to date, despite the mass the pressure they were under so we appreciate that as well uh, thanks a million Richard thanks so much Joe really appreciate it take care sir cheers Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 with Harvey Norman